Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb. I'm Rich Levine, and the Celtics season is on the brink. Uh, ugly game four loss last night. Boston trails Miami 3-1 to one now in the conference finals. Uh, we've got a lot of talk about B-Rob. Got Jason Tatum's first half no-show, Tyler Hero's superstar turn, all the turnovers, Bam's potential injury. Uh, but let's start in crunch time. B. Robbie wrote something great this morning, uh, Thursday morning on uh, Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Celtics crunch time woes. It's, uh, it's pretty ugly. So by NBA, NBA.com standards, clutch is defined as the last five minutes of a game in which the point differential is five or less. Correct. And give us a quick glimpse <laughs> of, what, <laughs> of, of, of what the Celtics have, have delivered on in these playoffs. I mean, I don't know if we want to do just. Or just the series. Let's keep it to the Eastern. The Europe series. Fun. So it's funny. This is a, an area this year for the Celtics where they've just been, for a really good team, they've been average in like clutch situations. And they've, they've come up big um, in a few games, but they've also had their fair share of ugly, ugly collapses. And it's all come to a head this series. Um, they've been outscored by the Heat in crunch time by uh, 23 points combined in the four games. And I think their net rating over that span is uh, minus 59.6, which generally is not going to get things done. So <laughs> your the offense has been terrible. Um, Tatum is one of nine. Smart is one of four with two turnovers. Jalen is one of three. Kemba's the only one who's made shots consistently in crunch time. I think he's four or seven. Um, but the, even the bigger issue has been just defensively. The Celtics have gotten no stops against the Heat in these, you know, big situations in the series. So to me, this is where you kind of start after game four, because for as bad as they played in the first half, they were right there in the fourth quarter, just like they were in game two and one when they had leads late. Um, and they just can't stop the Miami's offensive attack. And that's why in a series where the Celtics have outplayed the heat on a, as a whole, they're, they're down three, one right now. So what do you think it comes down to? Well, another thing, actually. So nine baskets, nine crunch time baskets for the Celtics in the series, only three assists. And I know, you know, mm-hmm. granted, crunch time is, no matter what team it is, it's going to come down to a little bit more of an individual game. But that's one thing to, to think about. But what does what it come down to? I mean, is this a team? Because you look at, the, look at the other side. You know, obviously, Hero is, is uh, a youngster, 20 years old. Absolutely <laughs> Have you heard that in the series? Yeah, yeah, a few times. That's the, that's the new Jason Tatum is only 21. Tyler Hero is only 20 years old. Um, but, you know, you got Dragic, you got Jimmy Butler. Those are, those are grown men. They, they've, they've been around the block. 
They know how to close out a game. And when we talk about Jason Tatum as a superstar, we talk about uh, Jalen Brown as a star. They're just really coming into those identities. Is it, could it be as easy as and Kemba Walker? He's been there, but those two guys, is it, could it be as easy as them still needing to learn how to close out a game? To a degree, but a lot of this has come against like a zone defense in these clutch situations. And it hasn't gone well. Like there's, there's been too much panic. I mean, I would give them more of the benefit of the doubt if this wasn't the third Eastern Conference Finals for Jalen Brown and the, the second for Jason Tatum. Like they're young, yeah, but they have but that a... was that was that that's that seemed, that's like two lifetimes ago. Doesn't it feel that way? It does, but you gotta learn like that. This is they have more playoff experience than um not the majority of the NBA right now, but they've they've gotten their reps in these spots where they shouldn't be they the lack of cohesion and I mean maybe some of it does come down to in the first two games there wasn't an ideal you know lineup with Hayward not back yet um to kind of to spread things around and then now um Miami made their adjustments in game four and you know had a a night where um Hero was red hot so you have that on top of Drogic and Jimmy Butler and that's just a nightmare to defend if you're Boston against no matter who you play um so, I mean, I want to give credit to Miami. They have dominated in the clutch all postseason long, no matter who they've played, and that's where they are where they are. But I, at this point, it's more than just like a learning lesson for, for Tatum and Brown. You hope it's that, but there's, this isn't their first rodeo. True. And just uh, this isn't just crunch time, but just in the game in general. Uh, last night, Miami, 18 of 33 on contested shots. 55% basically on contested shots. It's, it's hard to beat a team if they're going to shoot like that. No question. And the, the concerning part, I think, is there were a lot of – I mean, there was – Marcus Smart was kind of front and center for a couple of the defensive blows down the stretch. I mean, Kemba got picked on all game by Hero um, and that, you know, and, and just mismatches against bigger guys. Like, that's going to happen. Um, but not only is Miami making their tough shots, they're getting some easy ones too, whether it's, you know, hero cutting back door with a minute left on smart and, you know, just getting a wide open layup out of that um, hero beating smart for, you know, a offensive rebound when smart in a box out. And so little things like that, where um, you combine, you know, that compounds the fact with smarts issues offensively where he's still, a little too front and center um, in the season offensive attack late in games. And you have a recipe for the ugly numbers we've seen in the series in that, in those, that part of the game. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm looking at those in that, that story that you wrote for Boston sports journal, you had a nice little a graphic that kind of breaks down each individual player during these. And this is for the series. Yeah. So for, specifically for the conference finals and you just see like in crunch time, Marcus smart is minus 24. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hashtag it, losing place. Like what is that? Yeah. Right. We're going to have to change the name of the podcast, <laughs> but like, is there anything specifically? I know he's taken some, he's taken some crazy shots. Is he, is, are these guys and, and Matt Marcus is a man of the moment. He's a man of emotion. Is his emotion getting the best of him in, in, in these? And so, someone said on Twitter last night, basically the Celtics are at a point where they're living and dying by Marcus smart. And you can make an argument that that might be true. And I, you can also make the argument that that is not where you want to be um, as a oh. conference finals team, as an NBA contender, when, uh, if, when that much is riding on Marcus Smart's hot hand or Marcus Smart's emotion. And 
I don't know. Like, what are you seeing anything specific from him in these moments? I mean, he's trying to do a little bit too, too much. Trying to, this is his track record throughout his career. And this is why I was probably very hard on him early in his career is that he would, you know, kind of seek out the, the shots in these situations where there are better alternatives available. And he hasn't done, you know, he's far from the only guilty party late. I mean, we've, we went over the numbers. Tatum has missed eight of his nine shots in crunch time. And beyond Kemba, no one's really shooting well in those stretches. But um, Smart has not made good decisions against his own. And he is, keeps taking the early threes in the shot clock where with 15 seconds left and on crucial possessions. And that's on a night when you're, you know, two of 10 from the field, that's just not winning basketball. That's just, yeah. We, we, we've play. said this, whether or not it goes in, that's a win. Spolster will take that. Oh yeah. They're playing the percentages here. And that's, I mean, I may put just part of the reason why they're going to zone so much late being like, Hey, we don't trust the Celtics to make good decisions against this zone because whether it's smart is going to take a shot he shouldn't or the C's are just making dumb turnovers all game, unforced turnovers all game because they're, you know, rushing things against the zone. So it's, it's supposed to have seen enough now where it's like, okay, I'm just going to stay lay back. He made, I thought he made great adjustments in terms of uh, personnel, just Kelly Olenek, Derek Jones, none. You guys have been bad in the series. You're not getting in the game. We're going to play Iguodala at the five. We're going to put him on the top of the zone, make life tough for the passing up top there, and we're going to take our chances. And it worked. And he, you know, Stevens didn't have – Iguodala was out there a lot offensively, and it still didn't hurt the Celtics because – I mean, didn't help the Celtics because everyone else in the heat was getting hot. Right. And it's, and it's like one of those things, like it's, it's crazy. Like if, if hero doesn't turn into Jamal Murray uh, for the entirety of that game, maybe we're questioning some of these moves and you have a game like that from, you know, it's crazy. We talk about uh, plus minus and how this sort of a bullshit stat, certainly when you're talking about one game, you saw heroes plus minus last night, right? Yeah. It was a minus four. Minus five. Minus five. <laughs> how, is, how is that possible? I don't, know. I don't we might, know. We might need to throw out that stat altogether, but do, is it possible that, we talk about Marcus maybe forcing some shots. Is he needing to do that? Is he, does he feel that burden because maybe some of his teammates aren't willing to take the shots? And I'm not saying that Tatum's not willing to take big shots because we've seen him take big shots. But that, that travel he got called for uh, in crunch time last night. Yeah. On the heels of having a, a pretty much a wide-open three-pointer. Yeah, he's just, again, smart, wants to make things happen. And that is a good thing defensively generally, but with his skill level offensively, um, it's not where the Celtics want to be like in the Eastern conference finals against a, a smart defensive team like Miami. So, but yeah, I mean, Tatum, he's clearly not confident in his, you know, what he wants to do against his own on a night to night basis at this point. Like for what are you as, seeing, what are you seeing there that besides like, just the, the raw numbers, are you seeing anything in particular? Not really. Like, I mean, to be honest, I mean, they, they, they talked about this in the broadcast. He looked like he was just, like, hurt in the first half the way he was moving last night. Like, the, just, the energy level defensively was piss poor, given the stakes. And that kind of translated to him offensively. But, I mean, as far as – there's not really a common thread here. It's just, there's just the, the consistency that you need in a game like that just was not, not there. And I don't know whether that's – 
just getting reps against a zone more and more or just a bigger picture, you know, just not have, like you said, might just be a youth thing still finding, you know, your, your comfort zones against in situations like that. What, what do you, what do you see? Yeah. I mean, cause there are usually steps you have to take. We see this with teams with, with, with young cores. I mean, for some reason, the, uh, the old thunder team are, are, are standing out for me right now that usually you get the different levels. And I know that the Celtics in this, the, the Jalen and Tatum got to the Eastern conference finals two years ago, but that, that was certainly it was an aberration, but just felt like they were happy to be there, you know, even though that they were, they were up three, two. Um, I think there was much more pressure this time to get there to, to win. Clearly they were the favorites going into it. So I think it's, you know, there's a different pressure when you're just, okay, you're just playing with house money against LeBron versus, okay, now you are the favorites to make the, to make the NBA finals. And maybe that's part of the learning curve. Maybe that's part of what Jason Tatum needs to go through. Um, You know, the pain of, of coming up short when everyone expects you to to win to kind of change that mindset because, you know, regardless of what was going on in that first half, and regardless of the fact that the Celtics ended up taking the lead in, in the fourth quarter, right? So it takes a little bit of the stink off of Tatum's first half and clearly, you know, the 16 third quarter points and, and just the, th- the second half performance in general takes some of the stink off of it. But you cannot come out in a, almost a must-win game and, and play the way he did in the first half. And, you know, there's all sorts of speculation over what was going on. It's hard to, to imagine that he was hurt with the way that he came out and played in the second half. Um, I heard, I, and it's crazy because you hear all all the rumors that are going around when when something like that happens. I had someone text me that he was hungover, um, <laughs> and said to me that and said that like they have a they have a, a banana pack for him at halftime, which is like a potassium like sort of energy boost. So he'll be better in the second half, but he's hungover. I mean, and I'm not I'm, I'm not reporting that by any means, but like that's the kind of information that starts that that starts circulating when you have a guy who we were saying is potentially a top ten player in the league play the way he did it wasn't even just the zero points right it was just the eye test even if he even if he if he got lucky and got a couple good bounces and had five six points in that first half it's just the overall vibe of what he brought to the table just wasn't there yeah and it was I mean it wasn't as glaring with other guys but I mean Jalen Brown said it like they came out flat and they honestly probably should have been down by 15 or 20 points at halftime if uh if Miami's hitting their threes and punishing them like like they usually do for their mistakes so it's I and mean, I think I would say I think it's, it's it's fair I don't know I haven't heard too many people mention this but you know what happened in uh, around the country but what happened in Louisville before that game with the Breonna Taylor announcement sure. and uh, there, there's no question that it was it's not your typical game four of the Eastern Conference. I mean, clearly they're playing in a bubble and surrounded by a pandemic, but like, I, I can't think, I don't think we can discount, I don't know if the heavy hearts, the heavy minds that some of these guys are playing with. And I know both teams you know, are playing in the same circumstances, but I, I do think that that can speak for a lot of what we saw in general in the first half, just the fact that it was one, you know, people were saying it was like a preseason game. It was one of the, the, the sloppier first halves of a, uh, a conference finals, especially a game, a, a, a series that's been played pretty well on both sides to this point. I just don't think we can, I, it's worth mentioning, you know, what it must be like right now for these guys to be playing in the backdrop of what, what's going on in our country. And I don't want to just ignore it and be like, oh, what's wrong with them? How, you know, how come they can't bring their best to the table? Because I think it would be hard for anyone to do that. But still, uh, you know, if they're there to play basketball, and, uh, you know, I don't think anyone's going to make that excuse, but I just want to mention it. Yeah, no, it's a really, 
it's a good point by you that shouldn't go unnoticed. Like it's, there's clearly so much in the world that's more obvious than ever that's bigger than basketball. And that came to the forefront again um, yesterday before game four of that, um, you know, the horrific decision about uh, the lack of charges for Breonna Taylor's murder. Sure. Let's there's, yeah, you can't, there's no way of measuring just how much that impacts, you know, the guys. Um, but it definitely can't be discounted, um, you know, in that kind of a situation, but I guess, so let's like turn the page here to game five, three, one um, Celtics and heat are tied for the series in point differential, which is kind of perfect. Um, given yeah, right. what, <laughs> in terms of how, you know, where the Celtics think they should be in this series. So what's, what's the game plan now? I mean, we've seen the Nuggets come back from three Oh, twice this postseason. doing it on a neutral floor. I think clearly helps based on, you know, not having to, to win a, a game on the road to, to, to make that comeback happen. So, um, but what do you do? What, what do you make any changes if you're Brad Stevens heading into game five? Um, or is it just simply guys, we know what we need to do. We just, you know, this is it. And now you're going to find if you're going to respond or not. Yeah. I think, you, I think you try to hold Tyler hero to under 37 points. <laughs> I think that would, I think that's a big help you hope that, that, that Jason Tatum plays a little better in the first half, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, so here, here's, here's a question. Here's something that we know that the, that the heat are going to do in game five. And that is whether it's crunch time or whenever it is, they are going to attack Kemba Walker. Yes. Um, what do you do? How do you, how do you adjust around that? And is, I, you don't you don't take Kemba Walker out of the game. Do you? I mean, Brad Stevens did very briefly in game four for like, he gave him an extra like two minute rest before bringing him back in of three minutes. Um, I, I honestly think it depends on how Kemba's looking and how it's a, you have to take it, read the situation. Like, do you have an, is, is Tatum and Brown and, and Hayward in a group or not offensively? If they are, then yeah, maybe you, you, you play smart, you play Tice or Grant Williams at center and you, you roll that if Kemba doesn't have it going, but if those guys don't, I think you need, you need Kemba out there for his, for his scoring burst. And you just, he, for as much as he was picked on in that game, you know, throughout the game, he needs to be better. But in crunch time, like they didn't go at him a ton. Like a lot of the the plays they made were based off of, you know, curious decisions that the Celtics had, whether it was doubling Jimmy Butler off a screen, that just turned it into a, a wide open Drogic three because of the four on three situation that unfolded afterwards or, are smart getting beaten back door. Like, I mean, we've seen Brad Stevens ride or die with a point guard before. Um, <laughs> with, with let's, not, let's not go there. And we're not going to go there. Like, and, but it is, I mean, it did the big picture thing. Like, does, you know, does he, is that loyalty going to be there no matter what in throughout game five? And it has been in the past. I don't know whether it should be or not in this one. Like you said, if the offense, if if if, if Kemba's cooking offensively, if if the if the Celtics are cooking around him offensively, then certainly that makes up for maybe for some of the defensive deficiencies. Like so, like it's okay, yeah, okay, attack attack Kemba uh, when you're on offense, but we're gonna we're gonna get you back on the other side. Um, but yeah, if he's if he's not the Kemba Walker that 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 the Celtics need, uh, you know, Brad's got to make a decision. But here's or, another. Here's, an, here's take, another. You take Smart out. And move Tice back into like, is that your closing five or Grant? 
Yeah, I mean, Tice has not been Tice in this series. I he mean, was, again, they're, they're bringing bad. him away from the rim. He's not he's not protecting the rim the way the way and that's by design, you know, by Miami. He's sort of in space, right? He's he's there. There's clearly you want him matched up with Bam, but just the way the way the Heat offense rolls, like Tice doesn't really have an identity in this defense right now. Which is why it brings me to my next point for a potential adjustment. Okay, so first quarter, Celtics are down fifteen to ten. Mm-hmm. Game four. What happens at that point? You know what I'm going to say? Uh, Robert Williams comes in. Robert Williams comes into the game. The Celtics are down 15 to 10. They ultimately take the lead 25-24. By the time Time Lord comes out, it's 31-28 again. So the Heat took the lead back a little bit. Uh, third quarter, Celtics are down 66 to 58. Down eight points. What hey, happens? Time Lord back. Time Lord comes in. When he comes out of the game, they're down one point. How we've seen it over. We've seen two things over and over. We've seen two things over and over. We've seen the Celtics play better and Robert Williams on the court. We've seen Brad Stevens been be very reluctant to go with Robert Williams. Uh, which one of those is going to break? It's hard to. I mean, maybe last night is the the straw that breaks the camel back in terms of Stevens figuring, you know, realizing that you know he needs to stick with the hot hand a little bit more in the series, like, or not even the hot hand, just the, the guy that's bringing energy and, and bring something that the Celtics have been lacking out there. Um, but I, it's clear that Stevens doesn't trust Rob Williams yet for in big situations. And it's, it's, I understand it. Um, but in a game like that, when you're lacking energy um, pretty much throughout um, and Tice is not himself, then I think based on how Williams looked, I thought Williams looked pretty good defensively, um, comparatively. Um, it's, it's never going to be perfect with him, but he was bringing energy on the glass. He was, you know, rotations were solid. Um, and it's, I don't know. I mean, it's weird that him and Grant Williams, I mean, Grant Williams barely even played, got on the floor in that game. So 45 seconds. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's a really tough call if you're Brad. Um, but I do think in game four that that's a – you could have used a little more run from Time Lord to see, you know, to catch lightning in a bottle like, you know, the Heat did to a, a far higher degree with, you know, in Hero with Hero just in the series period. Yeah, and it's it's, it's funny because I'm just going to – I talk about what they need for game, for game five. And I want to say you need Jason Tatum to be the best player on the floor. But you see, you know, 28 points, certain, you know, all in the second half, obviously – but on the last turnover. like 19 minutes of the game, he didn't went scoreless till like seven minutes in the third quarter. Yeah. So clearly he's not injured. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty that. damn impressive to do that. Um, if you're healthy, much less if you're injured. So it's clearly something if, if he is beaten up, like it's something that he can overcome. Is that what that performance, that type of a run tells you? Yeah. So what do you think? What, uh, another adjustment. What do you do with Tyler, Tyler Hero? Yeah, I think that has to be kind of priority number one because he's been a quiet assassin all series long. He, didn't, he had the, the huge outbreak here, but he hit close to a triple-double in one of the first couple games, and it's just been a thorn in the seaside um, continuously in this series. So do you, do you bring Smart off the bench and throw Gordon back in with the starters so Smart can – 
you know, be matched up more with Hero in that situation is like Drogic has been good, but not, you know, was good last night, but still not great. I think if you take away his left hand in the pick and roll, you're going to probably be okay as long as he doesn't have, you know, have it going incredibly like he did in the first couple of games. So I think it might be um, Gordon. I th- was fine. He missed a couple of bunnies last night, but um, you know, I, I, you don't want him ch- chasing around hero necessarily uh, when smart is the better man for that job. So um, I think you might have to adapt more here um, and maybe adjust your rotation accordingly. Yeah. I'm just, it's, Jimmy Butler is the fourth leading scorer for Miami in the series. Yeah. What is he? That's scary. What's that? Is he ranked fourth in shots too? Uh, Third, slightly ahead of, he's got five more than Bam. Dragic has 69 shots. uh, Hero 61, Butler 58, Bam 53. Um, 42 shots for Jay Crowder. How many are three-point attempts? Go 50. (laughs) <laughs> 50 out of 42 that's correct 36 oh, 50, out of sorry i thought you said 52 <laughs> yeah that would be i, I would, I would that's, it was an acceptable guess <laughs> that's a, yeah that's, that's, that's that. i stand by that guess um, um but, but yeah he, he got I mean, he, he got benched last night he's come back down to earth but it didn't matter because they just went you know they threw iguodala in there for him for his defense um and that ended up being the the strong play yeah and again we, we saw i mean kelly olenic it was not i don't think he's built for this series i don't think he's built for this stage of of nba basketball i say it's just the physicality of the, of the game is, is too much for him i i think when it gets to the to the conference finals i'll say this he'll probably have 20 points to close out uh the series <laughs> next game but you see you see spolstra making those bold um adjustments i'm not saying that 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 brad isn't bold enough to make moves like that but uh he might have to do something because it's, it's just whether it's to start the game, to end the game, something is not right right now with this team. Or maybe it's because it, we can still say talent-wise, the Celtics are the more talented team. I don't think I don't think there's any argument. But who is a better team? There's also no argument right now. The Heat yeah. are the better team. There's no question. And I mean, you go back. The Celtics are now three and six in their last nine games, going back to Game Three of the Raptors series. Um, Mm, that's a good one. So again, and how many of those games should they have won two, three, um, that they lost. So, I mean, that doesn't matter. Like this is you, they've eliminated their margin for error with, um, their execution in late game situations, but, um, it's gonna, uh, to me, it's just attacking and effort is where, you start in game five. Um, you have to get after their zone. You missed, they missed a lot of good shots, but they also didn't attack. They didn't get to the rim nearly as much. Um, they didn't find the, you know, the soft spots against the zone nearly as much as they did in, um, in game three. And the, whether it's Tatum, whether it's boxing out, whether it's mixing, you know, miscommunications on switches. I know it's all hard, but there's still far too many mistakes in those areas of the game um, for the seas to, to get by at this point. And so um, you have to really put together a more complete effort right now and you're running out of time to do it. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned when we talked about, about hero, maybe moving Marcus smart to the bench. And I, I, I like that. 
I do. I, you know, I, I, th- I think that that it's because first of all, it's something that Miami hasn't seen yet really this series, right? It's just, it just shakes things, things up a little bit. Right. Um, and then if you want to go to time Lord, we don't know if, if Brad's going to do that, but that Marcus smart, Robert Williams combo coming off the bench and the times this year when they were both healthy and, and were both in that, in that position to play. Cer- certainly earlier in the bubble, I think it was great to see. I mean, it, that was a, just something about the energy that both those guys bring when they're out there together, especially coming off the bench in those roles. I just think that that's the sort of thing that could, that could change. All you got to do is get one game, forget about changing the tone of the entire series. Um, that's just something that can, you can steal a game with. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is, this isn't like a huge dramatic. I mean, this is what the the lineup you used all year. This is what you relied on all season long that when you were healthy. So um, you can just, and also I think sends the message to smart being like, Hey, we're doing this because we need to stop hero. And you're the only guy that can like adequately do that. So this is not, you know, a demotion. This is saying like, this is just the best way for us to win. And on top of that, I think you maybe get Gordon going a little more earlier and you're going to need him against this team, against this zone to get into a groove there. And I think that comes easier when he's out there with the starter. So a little less attention gets paid to him and you have Duncan Robinson out there to attack more uh, for him, which I think will help too. Yeah. And I guess, you know, we, we, we could talk about this. We talk about how do you start the game just to bring this, this conversation full circle. Ultimately the cells are going to have to close out a game forget closing out the series they have to close out a game and you know the 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 best five we didn't really get a chance to talk about that too much but um not a great uh performance in game four by the by the best five what were, what were the numbers on that yeah i didn't bring up the exact i mean it was they weren't good they were definitely <laughs> outscored i mean i can pull it up in the box score in about five seconds here but because i mean that's where i mean that's where they really start attack, attacking Kemba, right yeah i mean that's where i they're, they're honestly their bigger issue with the best five um was also bam just beating up on jalen brown down low um for for rebounds for second chances which were killer on a couple of possessions in there and that probably led brad stevens to go back to tice a little bit to give Kemba a blow and um also to to combat that but it's, you know, defensively, they played 21 minutes in the regular season and their, their defensive rating was pretty, um, I think, like, a hun- like 120 points allowed per 100 minutes. Um, not great. Um, per 100 possessions, excuse me. So that's just not, you know, it's not going to get the job done. That was always going to be a weak point. You, you go to that lineup because you want to win with offense, not because you want to win with defense. Right. Um, it's a lesson, and they, they weren't able to do that. They weren't able to keep pace, and – that is, I want to say they got outscored by at least um, 170 defensive rating. Wow. In five minutes. But <laughs> um, the offensive rating was 180. Um, okay. So, so I mean, you were, it's, but that, that, so I think that they played it a couple minutes too in the end of the first half is where it helped them there, but they couldn't get the stops in crunch time with that group. They, I think the heat scored on four straight possessions against them in the final three minutes. And that was the game. That's when they went up by nine uh, with uh, just under a minute left, which was effectively the game, even though the seeds kind of put a scare to them late. Man, that, that wide open Dragic three was just demoralizing. 
Yeah, and that was, I guess, that one you kind of put on Brad Stevens because they doubled Butler. And that was clearly of the plan. And Butler is just like, okay, I'm going to make the right pass to Adebayo and I have a four on three. And then the, he just executed Iguodala cut. Um, so Smart had to help from that to the corner. And then um, Drogic was right there. Jalen didn't close out, but – and Smart kind of got mad at him for that. Um, it looked like if you watched – Like, mi- film, mi- like mid- mid-play. Yeah, almost. like mid-play. But it's also <laughs> like at the same time, I don't want to give like no Smart. Like Jalen is probably dead tired, and he wouldn't have gotten even close to contesting that anyway because that happened so quickly. Like Adebayo made the pass and then Iguodala did a touch pass out. So it was like less than a second. So yeah, Drogic had a wide, wide open three as opposed to a, just the wide open three with, without Brown switching out there. So, I mean, Brown's made plenty of defensive miscues in that series, but that wasn't one of them. That was just, uh, you know, this, the Heat having the perfect answer for the Southern's double team. By the way, uh, earlier you guessed that Heroes uh, plus minus was minus four, and I said it was minus five. You're right. It actually was oh, minus four. Yeah, right. um, I, take, <laughs> I, I take it all back. Um, it wasn't that bad. But, um, yeah, the Iguodala, that's, that's interesting because I, I feel like he's the one guy in those situations that you maybe want to let, no, let shoot. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's the one guy you're gonna, you're, if you're going to double, it'd be doubling. If you're going to let someone get loose, if, if you lose a series because Andre Iguodala – goes on a three-point barrage, it's going to happen, right? And, I, and he's the kind of guy that would do that, right, unfortunately. But given the circumstances, that, that's, that's how you got to play it, I think, if, they, if they're going to play him 28 minutes, 27 minutes. No question. And so that's another, you know, that's, that was the big adjustment in game four from the Heat from a personnel standpoint. And, you know, we'll, we'll see the, the, how the Seas can better, you know, guard while, like you said, just leaving – you know, daring Iguodala to beat them with with threes, which is, I think, a trade-off the Seas should be, you know, there's no great, you know, options, but that's probably the best one they can pick right now um, defensively. But when you, when you do get into a four-on-three situation, that's not going to help because, you know, Smart has to guard him when he's under the basket there, like, because you can't give up the open dunk. So you, but you give up the open three instead. Yeah, I'm trying to look it around. What what else? I mean, foul trouble is another thing. I mean, you always want to avoid that, but Jalen got into early foul trouble last game. That and granted, he ends up playing a pretty damn good game. You know, 21 points, nine rebounds, four turnovers. Not great. Or turnovers uh, are bad for him. Like he got it was out of control. Jalen a lot last night, driving in. Um, that wasn't good. I mean, it wasn't as bad as Tatum and Smart's mistakes late, but um, it it. He wasn't at, you know, he needs to be better with his handle and just his decision making um, in those spots. But like you said, he offensively then you know, can't argue with the efficiency he had going. So, um, and I thought he did a pretty good job defensively on Duncan Robinson too. Um, so that that's encouraging from that standpoint. Yeah, I mean, Hero really, Hero's performance really took away from the fact that that Duncan Robinson was a non-factor. Yeah, I mean, somehow still plus two, but like didn't hit a three. Got to the foul line three times. So it was was that on a, on a was he fouled taking a three? Yeah, he's fouled taking a three by Kemba. Um, yeah, I believe. With, you know, twenty three minutes, four fouls. So they were still attacking him. Uh, just a total non factor. I mean, him and Crowder went a combined one of fourteen. Um. So yeah, for as bad as he played, yeah, one of eleven from three. Like, yeah, the Celtics played bad. The Heat also got nothing from two of their starters. Um, and still, I mean, they got a you know, the best performance of Tyler Hero's life, 
but um, they needed it given how bad the, 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 those guys in the starting lineup were. So the Heat, Heat shot 27% from three, and that's with Hero hitting five of 10. Right. That might not happen again. That's the thing. Like the Heat, the Heat have not played their best game yet either. <laughs> so that might, that might be a game. Like game five might just be a – it could go – I. I expect the Celtics to put up a really good fight, but it could simply be if the Heat are shooting the lights out one night, then it could be it – it might not matter. Um, with that said, the Celtics have done a pretty good job defensively staying with guys outside of Hero at the three-point line in this series. So it might just be, you know, giving Hero that same level of respect or giving, you know, Drogic and Duncan Robinson these games because um, they – that clearly did not happen until it was too late. Okay, so uh, is there a game six? Yeah, it was game six. But the Celtics just want to leave the boat, get out of the bubble. I mean, you can't discount that entirely. Um, <laughs> but I do think there's a game six. I'm not sure if there's um, a game seven. Um, but I do think that given how the Celtics have responded to like kind of pitiful efforts like we saw in game four in the postseason, like the, the fact that they've had them is, is not good, but they have come back with – some good fight afterwards. So adjust. There are a couple more adjustments that can be made. Um, and yeah, we'll see if, um, if they're up to the task here. I'm checking the, uh, before we go, I'm going to check the series series price on betonline.ag real quick. Any guesses? Have you, have you looked? I thought I saw someone tweet it like plus three fifty, which seems like not that, um, I would think it would be higher, but the subjects are still getting a lot of respect from the general public in the series. Yeah, what's in, so right now this is betonline.ag, betonline.ag. So maybe it's different, different places. But right now the Celtics are plus three twenty to win mm-hmm. the series. Meanwhile, what do you think the Nuggets are? Talking about lack of respect or too much <laughs> respect. So they're down two one. Yeah, uh, like plus six hundred or seven hundred. Plus seven hundred. That's wild. So it's funny. I wonder if 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 the Lakers go up three one, I think then they got to flip, and the nugget the Nuggets should be minus seven hundred. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what they're, they're trying waiting. to get. Get, get, get better value. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so the Heat are minus four hundred to win that. I mean, that's that's not a bet I would ever make right now. Minus four hundred uh, on the on the Heat to win this. I still, I also don't know. Plus three, plus three twenty. I don't know. Should we do it? Five thousand dollars on the yeah, on the yeah, yeah to, that's, uh, I I gotta look at those clutch numbers again first. <laughs> They got to they got to blow them out in three games to to feel good about that one. Yes, I think I think that's really what it might come down to is that if the Celtics are going to win the title, they're just going to have to win every game by fifteen twenty points. <laughs> it's tough, but uh, that's their their cleanest way to win right now based on these late game spots. So, um, all right, well, game f- game five Friday night. Uh, we'll be back with you guys over the weekend, win or lose, um, to see if there is a game six. And if not, we'll be um, putting a bow on a Celtic season that will be interesting to, to how – I'll be curious to see how you define the season, Rich, after win or lose um, after game five or if, or if the Celtics don't make it to the NBA Finals. I'm just getting my asterisk ready for if the Lakers win. <laughs> All right, well, we'll check back on new view on that this weekend. Um, in the meantime, hit us up at Winning Plays Pod. On Twitter at Rich underscore Levine at Brian T Rob, um, and we will touch base with you guys this weekend.